Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for today's message comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I thought that I would start out this Christmas Eve with something that you all might enjoy a Christmas riddle. Actually, it's not a Christmas riddle, it's just a riddle. A riddle that some of you have probably heard before. So if you know it, just keep from shouting out the answer for just a second for those who may have never heard it. They actually say this riddle is often solved easily by children in kindergarten, but adults have a really hard time finding the answer. So, you know, no pressure. Here it is. What is greater than God, but more evil than Satan? Rich people want it, and poor people have it. And if you eat it, you will die. I'll give you just a few seconds to think about it. And while you do, quick show of hands. Who has heard this riddle before? Okay, so at least a few of you. And for those of you who have never heard it before, do you have an answer yet? If so, what is it? The answer, of course, is nothing. Nothing is greater than God or more evil than Satan. Rich people want nothing and poor people have nothing. If you eat nothing, you will die. But you didn't come to Christmas Eve worship to celebrate and talk about nothing. You came to worship to... Well, actually, why did you come to worship? What brings you here today? I know it seems like a silly question which follows a silly riddle, but it's the truth. Sure, for some of you, this answer is as easy as the last one. You're here to worship Christ, the newborn king. It's Christmas Eve, and if there's one time I'm going to come to worship, it has to be today. It's the greatest day of the year. You love it, because today we celebrate the greatest gift that has ever been given to the world. But just because it's Christmas doesn't make the answer easy for everyone. Maybe you don't feel like everyone else, that this is a most holy night. Maybe you don't feel like being here right now. Maybe you were forced to come because it's what you do on Christmas. We're going to sing joy to the world, but maybe there isn't much joy in your heart. Regardless of how you feel about today, you're here, and you are here for a reason, and I'm glad you're here. Now, if you know the answer to what brings you here today, then the next question I want to ask you is, what did you bring with you today? It is, after all, Christmas, and Christmas is all about giving gifts. Did you bring any gifts with you today? Anything for me? Now, some of you might be going to family Christmas after the service, so maybe have lots of gifts in the car. But what gift do you have to give right now? Last week, the Sunday school led the worship service, and they had a video that had them answer the question of, what gift would you give baby Jesus for Christmas? There were a number of answers that children gave, and here are a few of them. 
a birthday cake, music, gold, a train, a crib, a blanket, a pillow, a crown, a castle. That made me think, what would my answer be? So I want you to think about that too. What are you bringing to Jesus for Christmas? What is your gift to him? Now don't feel too bad if you didn't actually bring him a gift for Christmas. I anticipated that you wouldn't be able to read my mind, so I brought a gift for all of us. It's the most perfect gift for Jesus. I tried my hardest to figure out what I could give to Jesus, and I think that this is that answer. Would you like to see what's inside? Okay, well, let me just bring it out from under the tree and put it in the center to to show all of you. Anyone think they know what the, the gift is? What's in the box? The answer, of course, is... Nothing. Now, if you're confused, let me explain. When it comes to any kind of gift that we could bring that would be acceptable to God, something that he needs, there's nothing. The maker of heaven and earth doesn't need anything. Not a new Xbox, or baseball glove, or books, or gold, or cake, or a doll, or even a hippopotamus. There's nothing he needs for Christmas. When you are the one who created the world and everything in it, there's nothing you need that you can't get yourself. So there's nothing that God needs. But is there actually something that we can give to God? Is there anything that we have to offer Jesus this Christmas? Again, the answer is nothing. But this one takes a little more explaining. You see, we often picture Jesus as the one who is poor and lowly because there is no crib for a bed, no soft pillow for his head. There is no room in the inn. And that's how his life begins. Poor, lowly, humble, unspectacular. While this is a fitting way to explain Jesus' birth in this world, it's also fitting for us. You see, we come into this world with nothing. We are completely poor, lowly, and there is nothing spectacular about us. In fact, we are the complete opposite of spectacular. We're insignificant and worthless. And that's because we enter this world as sinful human beings. We are all born with sin. That is what has happened has been passed down to every single one of us from Adam and Eve after they sinned in the Garden of Eden. Since then, mankind has been tainted with sin, and we cannot get away from it. It covers our entire being. We all have what is called a sinful nature. That means it's in our nature to sin. Sin comes naturally to all of us. 
as God, as perfect God, he despises sin. He hates it. He wants nothing to do with it. Sin and God do not mix. They are at odds with one another. And because we're sinners, that means we're at odds with God. And unfortunately, our actions reflect that. We don't give God our time. We don't make him a priority in our life. He often becomes an afterthought. Even at Christmas time, we get so busy with presents and parties and people and work and everything else that we forget the reason why we're actually celebrating. It's because a Savior has been born to us. He is Christ the Lord. But in the midst of life, we forget that. Even though we're here tonight, tomorrow, we'll forget. We'll get back to our normal life and we'll put everything else in front of God until next Christmas. Did you know that once a year for Christmas isn't a whole lot of time? I did the math. 365 days times 24 hours per day equals 8,760 hours in a year. And when we give him just one hour out of that, the percentage is 0.00011416. So that's one tenth, hundredth, thousandth, tenth. It's one ten thousandth of a percent. It's terrible is what it is. And you say, hold up a second. I'm better than that, pastor. Give me some credit. Okay. I'll give you one hour every Sunday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. That's 56 hours in the year. Do the math and it's 0.00639269496392696 six ten six six thousandths of a percent. I don't know anyone that can feel good about giving God that much of your life, especially to someone that you're supposed to love with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then you say, but at least I'm here. And I say, yes, you're right. And I'll tell you why that is so important in a moment. And before I get there, let me talk about one favorite Christmas song that might be your favorite too. It's called The Little Drummer Boy. Because, you see, we're just like him. I have no gift to bring, nothing to lay before the king. What can we give Jesus? Nothing. We have nothing to give Jesus, nothing to offer him. We are poor, miserable, sinful people, and God wants nothing to do with us because of our sin. In fact, we stand condemned before God. We are not worthy to be in his presence, much less talk about bringing him a present. We don't deserve this life. We don't deserve Christmas. We deserve death. We deserve hell, eternal condemnation for our sins. But that is exactly why Jesus came. Why Jesus came to be Emmanuel, God with us. And why it's so important that you're here today to hear this message about God who created the world and everything in it. About mankind that ruined God's creation because of sin, including themselves. 
and how we all stand lost and condemned because of our sin. And the only way to fix what is broken, to right what is wrong, to find what is lost, and to restore what has been destroyed is to come to his creation, to be born fully as a man, yet also fully God, to live under his creation, to go through all the experiences that we go through. Joy and laughter, hunger and thirst, being tired and lonely, feeling the loss of a loved one, feeling pain and suffering. This is what Jesus experienced for you. He was born for you. But what is most important is what he did after his birth. He knew the only way for you to get forgiveness for your sins, to be freed from your death sentence, and to be rescued from hell, is to take your sins, your death, and your hell upon himself. Jesus Christ was born humble, poor, lowly, in a manger. What is even greater is that he humbled himself and became obedient to death death on a cross. He took your sins, your death, your hell, and then he rose from the dead to prove that he really is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord of all. And he did it to give you forgiveness, to give you life, and to give you heaven. And this is the greatest gift of all. Yes, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And faith that believes in Jesus is also a gift from him. Because sometimes there are gifts that you cannot see that God has given to you. You are saved by grace through faith because of Christ, and it is all a gift. He has gifted you with the Holy Spirit to gift you the faith to believe in him. He has gifted you with himself through his death and resurrection to give you everything. The most precious gift ever given is what came that first Christmas when Jesus was born. Born for you and born for me. Now, what difference does Christmas make on the rest of our year? Because tomorrow will be another day. So while you're still here, I want you to take a little lesson from the drummer boy. What can you give to Jesus this Christmas? Not a present. You have no gift to bring. But your presence. The one thing that you can give to Jesus at Christmas is yourself. Bring yourself. You may not come tomorrow because it's Christmas Day, but we're here next Sunday and the Sunday after that and every Sunday until Christ's return to take everyone who believes in him to be with him forever. And he wants you. He wants all of you. And he wants your whole life. And not just on Christmas. He wants it every Sunday of the year. He wants it every day of the year, every hour, every minute, every second. And he has given you the Holy Spirit, not to just help you believe, but to help you live for him all of your days, to lead a God-pleasing life where you love God with all that you have and you love your neighbors as yourself. 
you love because he first loved you. And he is worth it because he said that you are worth dying for. That is what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming for you. And I'll end, not with a riddle, just with a simple question. What gift is there that is greater than Jesus? Nothing. Nothing. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.